Hello, I'm Alfie Owen. And I'm Billy Lawrence. And welcome to the Postage Stamp Podcast. Today, in the first of our series, the A to Z of football, we will look at our favourite A's in the game. Over the course of the series, we'll be going through the alphabet, discussing the triumphs and tragedies within football. We'll be going from the Artetas to the Alonzos, and I hope it makes sense as we go along. Welcome to the first episode. We're going to start with a pretty obvious category, best player. Any player that begins with the letter A that you think deserves this title. Alfie, who have you got noted down for this? So my first one, I've got two, but I think this one is probably the one I'd say, Sergio Aguero. Yeah, I've got uh, it. I think he's got the best minutes per goal ratio in Premier League history. He won three three Premier Leagues, is it? I think you're right. 180 Premier League goals. Yeah. Fourth ever total. I mean, he just—he was so consistent for Man City. Um, yeah, just an absolute goal machine, and one of one of the Premier League greats, in my opinion. Yeah, very sad news that he won't be playing anymore. Yeah, it's starting, isn't it? He was a real childhood hero of mine, actually. Even yeah. though I'm not a Premier League fan of any sorts, but such yeah. a little bloke as well to dominate the Prem as he did is so impressive. Yeah, it? I saw some some videos of him as well during his time at City of him at his home. When yeah. he was streaming FIFA and stuff, and he just looked really innocent. Yeah, yeah. But then also to be so lethal in front of goal is pretty impressive. Yeah. Have any other names down? This one's uh, slightly more rogue. I've said Adriano. Adriano. That was a great shot. Um, he won four Serie A titles. He scored 27 goals in 48 games for Brazil. He won the Copa America 2004. I remember growing up, he was always the face of like Pro Evolution Soccer. Yeah. Uh, just just such a good footballer. It was a real tragedy the way his career kind of went downhill. Yeah, I mean, there's that quote from Zanetti, isn't there, that you know his biggest failure in his career was not being able to get Adriano out of depression. Yeah. He says it all, you know, he was a fantastic player. but He said after his dad, his dad died tragically of a heart attack. And he said after that, it just completely died, ruined his love for the game because he said he only played to please his dad which is tragic because he could have you think what could he have gone on to achieve mm. Mm. I mean he still achieved a lot but yeah he's definitely up there for me absolutely now I've gone for quite an interesting one and if you're looking at it statistically he probably is the best player because Danny Alves Oof. has 47 titles to his name yeah. the most ever you know still playing now at 38 for Barcelona at the highest level well not anymore because they're in the Europa League, but <laughs> close enough to the highest level. And, you know, what a player. As a right-back as well. Yeah, I just he, love him. He, did, he definitely was part, partly responsible for how important the full-back role has become in the modern game because for a player of his ability to be playing right-back was a, a joke. So, yeah, it's a very good shout. And also, I don't know if you saw the celebration the other day about in front of the Barcelona fans with the camera, did you see it? The, no, the see really it. high quality camera that they've got in the league against. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just sort of stands there and it's like, <laughs> you know, no one can touch you if you've got 47 titles. So. Yeah. And then yeah, my yeah. final shout, purely for alliterative purposes, <laughs> Andre Arshavin. Oh! The double A. <laughs> Four goals against Liverpool, famously. 
what a player he was back in the day. Yeah. I mean, he's he. I think I'm, I'll come to mention him in the, the category a bit later on. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. I jumped the gun there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what a player as well. I remember, so, yeah, I remember that. I think it was the 2008 Euros mm. where he really... That's, I mean, that's the reason Arsenal signed him. He mm. was unplayable in that tournament, but never really settled down in London. No, But, I mean, showed glimpses of his... Uh, all right, so I think on that one we've got two contenders. It's tough. Yeah. We both put Sergio Aguero down. Yeah. And maybe because of his sad retirement, we'll give it to him. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Aguero. Yeah. Uh, so now we're going to talk about our most rogue player. So this could be a whole manner of things. It could be a player who shone for a few games and we never saw him again. Um, could be a cult hero. The one that I've gone for is pretty random, but <laughs> yeah, hope you enjoy that's, it. That's why it's called Rogue Player. <laughs> Let's get it in. Um, so the one I've gone for is Ibrahim Afolite. Oh, <laughs> that is a great shout. Uh, came through at Bar- I, I think he didn't start. I think he started his career at PSV, but he sort of came to the fore in Barcelona. Um, he's one of those players where on in FIFA, like FIFA 2010 back in the day, I'd always bring him off the bench. That was just the next Messi, wasn't it? Yeah, a little 10-minute cameo. <laughs> um, no, but I had looked up his appearance stats, and he's only made sort of like 20 appearances for Barcelona, but I remember there was a lot of hype about him at the time. Yeah. But um, he ended up at Stoke City, as all the great Barca potential players do, like Bojan. Right. <laughs> um, and I read that he was sent off in the 2016 season in Premier League for slapping Craig Gardner. So, uh, you don't recall that as well. Neither so, do I, but I can't blame him. Well, they go, they go rogue, you know, yeah. we're talking about rogue. So, yeah. I've, gone, I've gone for a bit more of a cult hero, and this is a Norwegian from Norwich, Alexander Tete. Oh, nice. Had an absolute screamer in his locker. And I looked, and he only left Norwich this season to go yeah. back to Rosenberg in, in Norway. So he's been a real servant for them. 2012 to 2021, he was one of those players that you'd see on match of the day, somehow he'd score an absolute rocket from outside the <laughs> box. And yeah, I just loved him. I love the fact he was Norwegian as well. You don't, you don't get many of them, you know. No, yeah, that's a good shout. League. That's a very good shout. That's so, mad that he only left this season. Exactly. I mean, he must have been knocking about in the championship, but yeah. I, just, I don't think he played much last season because they had such a good squad last year. Yeah. might be wrong, but... Yeah, he was knocking about in like the days when Suarez was t- like tormenting Norwich, and yeah. I read there was like Tevez and Aguero in those days. And yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Norwich fans adore him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess when the player plays for you for that long, it's hard hard to hate them. So our next category is player that fell off. You know those players that have all the ability, massively bigged up, a bit like Ibrahim Alfalo from our most road player, but then didn't make it. So, Alfie, would you like to give yours first? Yeah, sure. So, again, I've got two um, potential options again. So our first one is Deli Ali. Interesting. Um, because I, I firstly absolutely hate him. <laughs> <laughs> But to his credit, he was he was unreal for like I think yeah two really good seasons for Spurs, and then I don't know so he just 
has not lived up to his hype at all. I mean, when he when he broke through, they were talking about him playing for Real Madrid, Barcelona. But yeah, I just I think clearly there's something an issue with his character that's like held him back. I mean, we saw a little glimpse of it in the Spurs Amazon documentary. I mean, Mourinho is calling him out for being lazy. Um, but yeah, he's he's definitely my, one of my contenders. But the other one is Alexis Sanchez. Interesting. Because for, he was, I think he's one of Arsenal's best players of the Emirates era, for sure. If not the best. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few. There's Fabregas. True. Cazorla, but yeah. Sanchez, for a couple of seasons, was unplayable. And then he went to United and he was dreadful. It's absolutely dreadful. I think he scored like two goals. was a real shame. Um, he went to, he's now into... Uh, he scored a rocket the other day, to be fair to him. Oh, he's um, one of the Miscadettos. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they're my two contenders. Who you got for? I, I, I slightly disagree with the Ali one. I think it's a bit too soon, too harsh. He's still very young. Fair enough. I think he might have some Arsenal buys. Uh, never, <laughs> never. <in> there. <laughs> but then again he said Sanchez so yeah. you know I went for the classic Alexandre Pato oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good shot started everyone loved him AC Milan played some massive clubs now Orlando City interestingly yeah do you remember who came on to Chelsea for a season yeah didn't play Awful. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the I think they played at Burnley and he came on Chelsea fans started seeing we were here when Pato played yeah <laughs> Uh, and then Adele Tarapt. Oh, yeah. Because what a player. What a player. And again, you know, he's at Benfica now. He's not exactly in the lower leagues of Moroccan football or anything. He's yeah. still playing in. He plays CDM, isn't he? He does indeed. <laughs> Very interesting career path he took. And uh, there's some great interviews with uh, Neil Warnock talking about his management of him at the time. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think he really fell off, and we all knew that he was going to, what he could have been. An absolutely fantastic player and yeah. never really lived up to it. He was alright in the Premier League. He had one he had one good season, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Right, now we're gonna move on to our best stadium or favourite stadium, whichever way you wanna call it. Um I guess we don't necessarily have to have been to the stadium, but it's just I definitely haven't, but um do you wanna kick things off, Billy? Yeah, so I've got a couple down. Unfortunately, I'm an Oxford United fan, so I don't get many chances to go to the wondrous stadiums of the world. <laughs> Instead of the Allianz, for example, I'll be going to Aldershot more on that <laughs> later, but that has been my life. But yeah, so I've got the Allianz Arena, and again, this is purely, for me, design-based and what I've heard, because I haven't been there. But the Allianz looks great, mm. when it's lit up especially. I mean, Anfield, because Anfield, yeah. it's got so much history. Amongst yeah. it, I've heard incredible things about going there. I mean, Alfie, you might know a bit better than me. You've been I've been to Arsenal. Anfield, yeah. I went to the Carabao Cup game in 20, I think it was 2019. We drew 5-0. Um, yeah, so it was an amazing experience. It's a beautiful stadium. Atmosphere's a tad overrated, though, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'd love to go there. It's one that I need to stick off. Yeah. But, you know, most of the Premier League ones I haven't been to. <laughs> One day, one day. But my <laughs> favourite one that I've gone for in terms of design, Arena Nationale, Stau Bucharest Stadium. Nice. If you haven't seen it, have a Google because it is quite a beautiful stadium. I mean, it's not the biggest in the world, but in terms of architecture and also I'd love to go and see the Bucharest Derby, but it's 
<laughs> really is an incredible, incredible stadium. Interesting. And, uh, yeah. So I've gone for the Aztec Stadium in Mexico City. I've unfortunately never been there, but it looks just so amazing. And I'd love, I'd love to go see, see a game in South America or Central America or South America because I think the atmosphere has been incredible. But yeah, obviously I did a bit of research on the stadium and it's got, it's got an 87,000 capacity, which is huge. It's hosted two World Cup finals, including the 1970 final where Brazil beat Italy 4-1, which was like height, heights of Brazilian football. Mm. And also the 1986 World Cup final, which is you know the, Mar the Maradona World Cup. Don't know if you've seen the Mar Maradona documentary. I oh, it's, just, it's one of my favourite documentaries ever. Anyway, um, it also played host to the Hand of God incident. Um, so it's just steeped and steeped in football history. Um, it's pretty impressive games. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just had a look at Arena Nacional hosted the 2012 Europa League final. <laughs> Not quite the same, but. Well, I guess we've take, got it from a different angle. You've gone from from a design perspective. I've just gone from a historical perspective. But interestingly, its record attendance wasn't actually for a football game. It was for a boxing event between Julio Cesar Chavez and Greg Haugen. I hope I pronounced that right. I thought Julio Cesar was a keeper. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, its record attendance for the boxing was 132,247. In the not in nineteen ninety, so that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And I'd love to see that replicated for a Canelo fight, maybe one day. That would be, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Okay, so now it's time for our quiz. So how this will work is twenty six episodes, one for each letter of the alphabet, naturally. Today I'll be asking Alfie five questions. Next week, Alfie will ask me five questions, and at the end of the 26 episodes, whoever has the most will be crowned the ultimate football genius who <laughs> knows everything about everything and can never be touched. <laughs> so, Alfie, are you ready for my five questions? Today, they will all be related around the letter A, either the answer is begins with A, or there's something obvious in the question that begins with A. Sweet, let's go. Alfie, number one. What is the name of Crew Alexandra's stadium? Ah, oh. really tested you with the lower league knowledge here. I went past it on the weekend because I came back from Manchester and went through Crew, and it <laughs> goes right next to the stadium. Ah, oh, so not. I have no idea. You don't want to have a have a guess. The Alexandra Stadium. Spot on, mate. Is it? Pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> But, uh, there you go. So, one out of one so far. That was quite stupid of me, wasn't it? Well, I mean, yes and no. Yes <laughs> Could have been a trick question. Could have been a trick question. But in fact, it was painstakingly obvious. <laughs> okay, number two. Nicholas Anelka played for six Premier League teams. Yeah. Name them all. Right, Arsenal. Correct. Chelsea. Correct. Bolton. Correct. West Brom. Correct. Man City. Correct. Liverpool. Spot on, Alfie. Bosch. Very, very impressive. Bosch. Two out of two. Right, now I'm hoping it's going to get a little bit harder because that was far too easy for you. <laughs> Angie Makhachkala yeah. play in the Russian Premier League. Spell Angie Makhachkala. All right. Samuel Atu famously yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember they got taken over in about 2011 a lot of, or something. A lot of oil money, yeah. yeah. I think, did, did Asamoah Gyan go there as well? 
you might be wrong. Um, Alright, A-N-Z-H-I. Spawn. I remember because I used to play a little FIFA all the time. <laughs> M-A-K-H. You're right so far. A-C-K. No. Oh, come on, no. A-N-Z-H-I. M-A-K. H-A-C-H. K-A-L-A. Yeah, I never would have got that. <laughs> no, you were close, mate. You were close. Yeah. One, one H missing and you were there. Oh, well. Unfortunate. It was a tough one. It was a tough one. It was a good attempt. This is probably tougher. All right. Along the lines of Andre Arshavin with the alliterative A, yeah. how many trophies did Alvaro Arbeloa win for club and country? Who did he play? He played for Real Madrid. Is that it? I remember he moved to West Ham. He did, not very uh, successfully. They didn't win the Champions League. Let's go with eight. I was going to give it to you if you were, if we were within one, but yeah. it's 11. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, so he's part of the Spain team that won the uh, yeah, Euros, World Cup Euros. Of course. He won, 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 <laughs> one, won La Liga, two Copa del Reyes, one Super Copa de España, two Champions League. One FIFA Club World Cup, one UEFA Super Cup, and then the trophies with Spain, so 11. So minus the trophies with Spain, I would have got it right. Yeah, you were just purely thinking club, weren't you? <laughs> exactly. And then finally, Alfie, to make it three out of five for the first edition of the A to Z quiz, Apoel Niswazia are a team from which country? Cyprus. Didn't even hesitate. <laughs> Absolutely smashed it. That is correct. Because they were in the Champions League a few times, weren't they? They have been, they have yeah. been. Okay, so that ends the quiz for this week. Three out of five, you will get that charted up, Alfie, and we shall see how I do next week. It's not a bad start. No, it's not a bad start. Please take mercy on me. <laughs> so now we're going to go talk about our best and worst football experience. Uh, I guess this will be quite a personal one, and uh, quite exclusive to our own clubs. Um, but yeah, either way, I hope you enjoy um, so my best football experience was Andre Arshavin scoring against Barcelona in the last 16 of the Champions League in 2010, I think it was. Um, I mean, we were playing pretty much, the best, I th in, my, in my eyes, the best team of all time, that Barcelona team. I think pretty, pretty hard to debate. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, you might have another opinion, but yeah, we both think you're wrong, so you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um... And yeah, it was just so unexpected and we came from behind as well, one nil down and then it scored this amazing team goal. I wasn't even I wasn't actually there. My dad and Plastic. brother <laughs> My dad and brother were there. It was their turn. I've been I've been to see Barcelona play three times in my life and that was the one game I didn't go to. Saw us draw two all and I've seen us get battered. But that when we, I didn't go to the one time where we won. But yeah, Arshavin's goal was I remember it so clearly. I went, I did a knee slide in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And that's your best football experience ever. <laughs> what kind of carpet are we talking about? Oh, it was a nice shiny floor, so it's Knee right. skidders. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so mine, very, very different. <laughs> I mean, I've said it before, but so mine will be from older shot. So <laughs> me and my dad, big Oxford United fans, have been. All my life, we were in the conference for five years, 
six years of my life growing up as a fan. Instead of going to Barcelona, we went to Aldershot. <laughs> and my favourite moment, beginning with A, from football, as a kid, so the Aldershot fans sang, Aldershot, Aldershot, to which Oxford repl- fans replied, Aldershit, Aldershit. <laughs> nice. And as a eight, seven, eight-year-old child, I remember my really good mate was there with me, and we found it fucking hilarious <laughs> that that had been sung. And, you know, it was like the first time when you're introduced, I don't know, when you're a kid, and your your dad lets you swear, or whatever it is, but yeah. you're introduced to this fan culture that you'd, you'd never had before, and all the fans singing that, and, you know, the lower down the leagues you go, in my opinion, that kind of banter, even though I hate the word, is, is better, but it was just so class. Yeah, and me yeah. and my friend just looked at each other, and, seen it the whole way home and yeah just that whole concept of your dad letting you swear a little bit and <laughs> thinking it was the best thing on the planet <laughs> oh, great went there a couple of times got no idea how they're doing now as a club but they were sort of there for the five or six years we were in the conference so and it's not too far of a drive for london so did that quite a lot nice glamour picture that <laughs> big glamour <laughs> picture and like i say the best football experience a eight-year-old can have Right, it's your worst experience then. Yeah, go for it. Right, oh, I bet yours going to be losing in the Champions League, you know, something like that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's Manuel Almunia letting in two goals Ooh. in the Champions League final. Almunia. Yeah. God, that's a bit of a cult hero name as well, actually, if you yeah. think about it. Oh, but in a bad terrible. way. He came, oh, yeah, we got Jens Lehmann sent off in the, in the, sort of the first sort of 20 minutes, I think. Almunia comes on, we dominated the game, and then in the last 10 minutes or so, he lets in two goals. One of which, at the near post, just crushing. I mean, it's, it's one of my earliest football memories because it was, I was si- I would have been six years old at the time. Um, but yeah, I just remember being completely heartbroken. Um, so yeah, what have you gone for? So mine is sort of tongue-in-cheek because I actually thoroughly enjoyed the away day. But at Quinton Stanley away in 2019, we went with a couple of uni mates and... Did a great little pub call throughout some of the most rotten pubs. No offence to Accrington. I'm sure they'd probably agree. Short train ride from Manchester where I went to university and did a, did a pub call on the way to the ground, which was great. And spirits were high. Accrington hadn't won in seven league games. It pissed down the whole time on a terrace with no cover. And we lost 4-2. And yeah, I'll forever hate Accrington Stanley from now on. We, we lost... We lost the other day to them as well, and they've become a bit of a bogey team in my eyes because of that day. That it wasn't sound like a brutal experience. Yeah, it was quite brutal. The train home was pretty miserable, sodden wet, but <laughs> it's what it's all about. It is what it's all about, and like I say, a bit tongue in cheek because we had a good good day out. But Christ, it can get depressing. <laughs> okay, so now we've got the best and worst commentary line. So Alfie is going to take us through his best commentary line and. Unfortunately for A, we've already mentioned it, and it probably is the best piece of commentary ever. So Alfie, take the stage. Balotelli, Aguero! <laughs> I mean, it's got to be that. It's just one. Of the, it's probably the most iconic moment in Premier League history. So yeah, that's that's a no-brainer for me. It really is. That was probably the easiest category we've come up <laughs> with so far. But yeah, just you know, we don't really need to go through it, do we? It was cracking, and it will probably be the best for history yeah. if, unless something incredible happens well maybe Liverpool and City shaping up to have a oh, yeah, pretty similar true. title race this season so we'll see so my worst commentary line and I absolutely hate it 
when commentators say this, and I can't really explain why, other than I think it's really pretentious. He finished it with a plum. <laughs> I just hate it. I don't understand. No one knows what a plum means. <laughs> Alfie, could you define a plum for me? No, I couldn't. I had to Google it. It means with assurance and confidence. Just say you finished it confidently. Yeah. <laughs> Football fans, at best, aren't the most intelligent. <laughs> There's no need to say a plum. Yeah, we've got that one. I mean, honestly, when would you ever use that word in any other... Maybe a wordle. <laughs> maybe in Wordle six letters oh six letters maybe not then maybe not but I just despise it and you hear it quite a lot actually yeah. it triggered me the other day because I heard it I can't remember what I was watching but it's just no need yeah. there's just no need and I think going through this series we're going to come up with a lot of those so be prepared to hear us angry <laughs> alright so now we're going to talk about our favourite ever assist um I guess we'll make a little disclaimer. We're not saying that this is the best assist of all time, but it's just one that's one that sprung to mind um, straight away. And what, what I've gone for is David Silva's assist to Edin Dzeko in Man City's 6-1 trouncing of Man U in 2012, I think it was. And it was just, he sort of, he got the ball on the volley, took one touch up and then volleyed it straight. It was one of the cleanest passes you'll ever see. Um, and yeah, it just always stuck in my mind because also what a player he was. What a wizard. Yeah. Love him. Um, so yeah, that's that's my favourite ever assist. So I've gone for Guti's back heel to Benzema for Real Madrid. Ooh, yeah. The man, you know, probably a bit before our generation, but the clips on YouTube that I've <laughs> seen of him are incredible. And that one gets re- replayed a lot. But what an assist it is. And yeah, just to reiterate Alfie's point, we're not saying this is the best of all time. Unfortunately, we don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of every single assist to ever happen. But yeah, these are ones that came straight to our mind. And yeah, if you have a different opinion, which I'm sure you will, because there are plenty of assists in yeah. the world of football, please do let us know over on our Instagram, postage stamp pod. Okay, and to round off this episode, the A of the A to Z of football, Alfie, what do you think about arrogance in a player? Do you love it or do you hate it? I mean, there's some classic examples. Ibrahimovic, his mad arrogance, Balotelli. I think I fall on the side of disliking it. However, it really does depend on the player, I think. I'm I'm completely with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, Ibrahimovic is arrogant, so I just find it embarrassing. (laughs) I agree, I dislike it. Where he compared himself to a lion, I'm like, shut up, mate. He's a fantastic footballer. Yeah. And at the start it was funny, and now it's a bit like... It's a bit like, grow up, mate, we get get it. Yeah, he nearly 40, pal. (laughs) Yeah, I think he is 40, isn't he? Is he? I think he might have. Well, there you go. He's around the 40 mark. Says it all, grow up. (laughs) But... I wouldn't say that to his face, obviously. I would not say that to his face. Isn't he a black belt, isn't he? Jiu-jitsu. He really is. Yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Saw a video of him training the other day, actually. And pretty incredible, <laughs> some of the stuff he's doing. you got um, the classic case of Adebayor running all the way back against Arsenal fans. See, I hate that so much, but I just respect the shit out of him so much at the same time. It's a really difficult one, because my overbearing dislike of Ronaldo, well, that's, that's a bit harsh. I, I you know, appreciate how incredible of a player he is, but I've always said I don't like him because he's arrogant. Yeah. And then Messi scores against Real Madrid, takes his shirt off and holds it to the crowd. Yeah. And I'm falling over my heels for it. I actually yeah. love it. So 
it's yeah, really I don't know. I think if it's on, if it's if it's like on pitch arrogance, where they're just kind of like doing like forty step overs, then like I kind of I kind of rate it. But when it when they get when they're talking like Ibrahimovic or Ronaldo, I'm like, nah, grow up, lads. So does it come down to do do the speaking on the pitch then? Do the talking on the pitch, but and what respect it, respect off the pitch. Yeah, it's it's such a tough one, isn't it? Because. Yeah, I think there's a famous line of, oh, every great striker needs an element of arrogance to them. Yeah, for sure. And, for yeah, sure. is that confidence or arrogance? Where do you draw the line? I mean, Balotelli, for example, loads of arrogance, lived up to it for two years yeah. or so, and now he's playing in the Turkish League. And, you know, yeah. He actually got called up to the Italy squad the other day. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. For the first time in, like, ten years or something. Yeah. Very interesting. But, yeah, it's a, it's a thin line. about that. Yeah, I was very surprised. It's a thin line, and I guess what we come to the conclusion is, dude speaking on the pitch. <laughs> okay, so that was our A's. Feel free to let us know if you've got any disagreements, agreements, things we might have missed. Tell us your best and worst football experience. We're now just going to round off the episode, having a little chat about what's happened in football this week. So we're going to start, sadly, with the Russia and Ukraine crisis and all the terrible things that have happened, but some positive reactions from football. So, Alfie? Yeah, I mean, thankfully, they've just been... FIFA have just kicked them out of all FIFA competitions and UEFA, so Rus- Russian clubs won't be able to compete in uh, in European competitions and they won't be able to compete in international competitions either, which is a welcome, a welcome decision from FIFA. Yeah, I mean, at the time, but... You know, they initially said that they would be able to play, but not under the flag or in the clothes yeah. with no fans. But you know, yeah, good to see it in the end. Good yeah. to see it in the end. And on the same note, Benfica in their game last night, Yaremchuk, a Ukrainian player, was subbed on towards the end of the game and made captain to a massive standing ovation from the crowd. Brought him to tears. I had a tear in my eye when watching it. It's extremely, extremely powerful video. And yeah, I mean, if anything, hopefully it shows a little bit of how football can come together, be political. You know, it's not yeah. just a game at the end of the day, and hopefully, hopefully, make changes or at least give the right message to people around the world. Yeah, for sure. And then also the Carabao Cup final on Sunday. Alfie, would you like to talk us through your favourite moments from it all? Think <laughs> the one obvious one is Kepa just ballooning it into the crowd. Poor I mean, lad. I do feel sorry for him. Actually. Yeah, but I'm yeah, but I've always hated him since that other Carabao Cup final when he refused to come off. Yeah, and that he's was humiliated. Sorry, that was poor. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of tweets saying I bet Sarah's laughing now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean. What a game it was. It was one of the most entertaining Neil Nils I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I was actually fuming at the Van Dyke offside. Yeah. I know he's offside, but it's just they're looking silly. for a lot. They're looking for any reasons to disallow any goal. I don't understand it. I also love John Matip. He's criminally underrated, so I think it's yeah. nice to see him score. My takeaways, Lewis Diaz, what a player. Oh, mate, he's so good, isn't he? Yeah, I don't like to jump too soon to conclusions, but... Bloody hell, he looks like he can play. You think their front, their attacking options now, I mean, who do you leave out? You can't, yeah, it's ridiculous. You I can't mean, leave out Mane, you can't leave out Jota, you can't leave out Salah, but you can't leave out Diaz either. Firmino walks into a lot of world sides in football as well, it's pretty incredible. Uh, and yeah, they all look like they're just 
slotted in so naturally. Yeah, from he the looks like he's going to be an incredible, incredible signing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really good for Keller. I like that a lot. Yeah. 23. I saw a funny tweet that was like, Keller is a, a great keeper for someone who looks like he knows his way around an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> he does not look like a footballer. He does not right. look like a footballer. But in a way, that makes it even better. Yeah. And I actually really like Klopp for letting him play that, that final. Yeah. He's gotten the whole way through playing, not played many games at all, really. I think he could definitely play for a Premier League side. Yeah, not, massive confidence from Klopp, you know, to put him in. And I, I rate that highly. I like yeah. it a lot. And yeah, you're right, it was a very entertaining nil-nil. I mean, Timo Werner still doesn't know the offside rule. <laughs> Neither does Lukaku. Neither does Lukaku. Uh, it's a shame. It's so weird, both of them. Yeah. More Werner. I mean, we've, you know, we've spoken about it before, Alfie, but Yeah. I want him to do well. I really do. Every time I'm winning him to score. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I don't like Chelsea. Yeah. I have no affiliation to Werner, but... Yeah. It just must be so gutting and so confidence-crushing when you... Scored so many goals yeah. for Germany and for Leipzig in the Bundesliga, and then to come and get in the right position so yeah. many times, the get in the wrong position so many times, he's offside. Yeah. And just, oh, just poor lad, poor lad. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's a great final considering it was 0 0 and we've had yeah. a lot of boring 0 0 finals of recent, so it's yeah, good I mean, to watch. I think the, the end of the Premier League season is shaping up pretty nicely. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool looks stronger and stronger every week. That's their ninth League Cup, record record League Cup now. Mm. Not quite the same as winning the Milk Cup in 1986, but <laughs> only elite clubs do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so thank you very much for listening to our first episode. Really hope you enjoyed. We've got, like I say, one coming for each letter of the alphabet, so you won't get rid of us too soon. There's at least <laughs> 25 more episodes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thanks very much for joining us. And yeah, see you, see you next time. See you next time. Thank you.